Ryan Yee. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and with me are co-hosts Rob and Robbie today. And um, before we get started to preview our topics for today, we're going to be talking about the new Gambit Labs and the general, just general thoughts about the state of Gambit as a whole right now. We're going to be talking about the new uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls, including uh, Birthplace of the Vile, and of course the Lightblade Strike with that insane arc burn. So uh, before we get started, uh, Rob, what's one thing you've been up to this week in Destiny? Yeah, so I uh, started my inevitable hatred uh, with GMs this week, uh, tackling through those, which we'll talk about. Uh, I tried to give Gambit Labs um, a stab, which we'll also talk about. Um, and then I really want to, so this is also kind of a public service, is the Unbroken seal is going to be going away in three or four seasons. And so this is kind of the last chance that you'll have to get the Unbroken title, uh, which requires you to go Legend uh, three different seasons. And so I have never been able to get Legend uh I've gotten really, really close tons and tons of times uh, going solo, uh, but I've never been able to get to like 5,500. I've, I've hovered around like 52, 5,300 uh, quite a few times and then just never been able to get over that like last little hump. Um, so I'm really trying to to do that because I feel like I can do it and I'm not trying to get carried. Like I, I'm trying to just find like a team that I can do it with. Um, because it's like something that I've, I've always wanted to achieve and just never been able to. So I've been playing comp, uh, this, this week quite a bit, uh, and having a good time. Uh, I finally got the, I'm always going to butcher the name, the, uh, renewal grasps, uh, for the hunter. So I've been, I've been playing with that build, which I know is kind of a dirty scumbag play, <laughs> but it's, it is a lot of fun. Uh, and I've, I've just sort of gotten over the fact that like, you can't just play, comp you have to like lean into meta and cheese strats and stuff like that so i'm like i'm just embracing uh the darkness uh and and going all in with renewal uh, and but i've been having a lot of fun uh i haven't gotten any hate messages yet so maybe it's not that bad um but yeah so i've been, I've been doing a lot of comp and gms this week fun fun that's cool very thematically appropriate especially for renewal grasps to be uh leaning into the darkness uh robbie what's one thing you've been up to this week in Desi? Well, I got my final insidious from the raid this Monday. So I guess since Tuesday, I was like, uh, I crafted it, obviously. And I've been trying to level it up because I had this trials memento that I didn't know what to put on. And I figured, well, I've been using the darkest before a lot on trials. So this is also like an arc pulse and people are saying it's really good. So I put it on it and then I, re- I remember that, oh, I, it has to be level 30 for me to actually put the shader on it. So I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to use that here and there just on random stuff. And, uh, but I guess yesterday was like the day I played for the longest. I was just doing trials. It's, it's been tough this weekend. And uh, I don't know if I've been enjoying it. I. I kind of do, but I kind of don't at the same time. Also, there's like this weird glitch going around for trials this weekend. Um, we can talk about it. 
Uh, I'm not doing that. I was trying to go like, you know, legit flawless, obviously with help, but, uh, but not doing the, the glitch thing. So, so yeah, I'll, and I'll, I'll keep doing that like even today. So we'll see. Cool. I wish you the best in that. As for me, I uh, really have not been playing that much Destiny, to be honest. But uh, last night, I just played a normal Nightfall uh, with some friends. I've been busy outside of uh, outside of Destiny, but I played the Scarlet Keep Nightfall. It was fun. Um, nothing exciting this week for me. But um, anyway, so our first topic is Gambert. So there was a new lab this weekend, and it involved a flip of Invasion... Uh, like like when the other team gets to invade. So if you put in, what was it, Rob, you said 25 motes, right? When yep. you put in, and then the opposing team gets to invade rather than you getting to invade. So it flipped it up a little bit, made it kind of interesting. I did not get a chance to go in there, but um, but Rob, you did, right? What yep. were your thoughts on, uh, on this week? Yeah, so I, kind of at the beginning of the week, I didn't touch Gambit, um, and then I was reading some some forum posts and people were saying that like, oh, this breathes new life into Gambit. And some guy was like, I have not touched Gambit in a long time. And I ended up playing all night and it changed my life. And I'm like, all right, well, this is probably the internet being the internet. But let's statement. Okay. What? Strong statement. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, like, there's no way that just changing the invaders uh, completely flips the dynamic of Gambit. Uh, And yeah, lo and behold, the internet lied. Um, It's it's interesting. Uh, It's definitely fun to play a different way i don't know if i would go as far as saying it breathes new life into gambit i think there's some some deeper problems um but this is kind of like last season when we were having the conversations about like the trials labs and them and them kind of mixing things up a little bit uh i think this is neat i think it's a step in the right direction not necessarily like saying that you oh flipping Flipping uh, uh, invaders is what you need to do in order to fix Gambit. Uh, but I'm I'm saying like changing up some of the fundamental core like ways that Gambit is played. I think mixing those things up and seeing how like seeing the results, seeing like the the win loss ratio, um, and and seeing kind of how that all comes into play. I think is really important. Um, and I think it, I think that's a step in the right direction in terms of like collecting data and, and seeing what happens. Um, I'm not totally convinced that this was the right week to do it um, because, as you know, they always do these these labs for like a week and then they just turn it off and go back. Um, but this is also the week that GMs came out. And this is not kind of the normal GM cadence where you do your one Scarlet Keep run for the the Triumph. Uh, and when you're working on the title, but you can do all six of them and we'll go into GMs a little bit more later. So I, I feel like people have been a lot more preoccupied with doing GMs this week. And I feel like you're not actually going to get the data that you want, or at least I'm, I'm suggesting that it's probably going to be skewed and that people that maybe would try out this new gambit mode beyond the three pinnacles that they're trying to get, which at this point I think most people, if they're going for pinnacles so that they can get to the, the the max cap of 1560, I think most people have gotten it by now. And so even the engagement with just fundamentally playing your three matches of trials per week is probably pretty diminished. And now with GMs being out and being able to play whichever ones you want and trying to like really trying to grind those out, 
I don't think you're going to get the engagement that they were maybe hoping for, or at least the data that they were hoping for. Or I would I would suspect that part of it's skewed. So I think overall it's neat that they did that. I'm I'm hoping and looking forward to some of the other changes that they bring, but I don't think this was the right time to bring it out. You don't think so? I I think I think it shouldn't have been the same week as GMs being released. They should oh, okay. have they should have done this like last week. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But at the end of the day, do you think it was a good decision to have it as a lab? Yes, absolutely. Because I think I think I think this is the only way they're going to get data in terms of like how, how like how are we going to try to bring people back? How are we going to try to renew interest in the game mode? Like you, you got to do something. Um, I still think you got to add more maps. Uh, that's always going to be my <laughs> yeah. fundamental. Same with PvP, but. This this feels a step in the right direction of like, okay, we're not necessarily tied to the the base kind of flow of the game where it's like you get 25 motes, you then invade to try to slow down the team. Like in theory, that sounds like the right thing to do, but obviously that when it's implemented, there's all kinds of flaws with sort of that design as has been heavily discussed by everybody, like why Gambit is not necessarily the best game mode. Uh, so I think changing one of the core ideologies or, or ways of, of how the game is played and actually giving like, cause you can kind of say if you're first to dunk 25, you're ahead. And so getting, letting the other team sort of have a chance to try to slow down your progress. Again, in theory, whether or not that's been implemented correctly, I don't think so. And we can talk about that. Um, I think it's cool that they're trying to change some of those things that have have basically been tied to Gambit since day one, right? We've always had first to first to dunk a certain mount gets to invade to try to slow down the other team, and this completely reverses that that approach. So I think it's good. It's just I don't know if it's necessarily it's not going to be the one thing to to fix Gambit and make it like you know breathe new life into it. True. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you and. In- Am I, am I right in assuming that you think the thing that would breathe new life into Gambit or simply get more people to play it is by just simply adding new maps? Because that's no, I, where that's, I'm at. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I keep saying that where it's like, oh, just add more maps. I don't think that would solve Gambit either. Like, even if they brought the two maps that they've taken out, I think you'd have some people who are like, okay, cool, there's more maps in Gambit, but Gambit still sucks, so I'm not touching Gambit. Like, you're going to have those people. I I would probably... Like, kind of knowing myself, uh, I'll sometimes have a night where I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep playing Gambit for a while. Um, and then I get to a point where I'm like, I've done the Emerald Coast three or four times now. Like, I'm kind of over it. And, like, that's that's my trigger to turn it off. Now, I know I don't speak for the entire community, so there's probably other people that turn it off way sooner than that. Or playing Emerald Coast five times in a row doesn't bother them. Um, but that's that's kind of my trigger where it's like the the sameness. The same with like I jump out of the strike playlist when I start playing the same strikes over and over again when it's like we have so many of them. Like I and so like that's my kind of I, idea where I I think I would probably stay in the playlist longer if there was more diversity of maps. Um, but I don't think that the community as a whole will carts will start coming back to gambit for that reason alone and i think that's like so i think there's two parts to it i think you have to you have to increase the number of maps but then you also have to change some kind of core mechanics and some of the stuff that they introduced this season helps with that uh and i think it's a step in the right direction but i think there's there's obviously there's a piece of the puzzle missing and i don't even know if bungie knows what that is and so that's why they're they're trying out this this trials lab is they're like 
what are what are some of the things that we've held with from the very beginning that maybe don't work so good and this is one of those things that they're trying so i commend them for saying like what can we change uh to see if that's going to be the trigger to make gambit better um and and again they're they're collecting data on the back end that we don't know what what statistics are they looking at um and and trying to measure things i just I'll go back to the, I think fundamentally you're going to get skewed data because this is not the right week that it should have come out when you release GMs at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They've had skewed data situations in the past. One thing I right. hope they they do is I, I hope this open discourse between us and them in terms of uh, what we want to see from Gambit, what they want to make Gambit uh, stays consistent. So I, I hope there's an open discourse continuing yep. to exist. And I hope they're relatively transparent with the data that they're collecting and the data that they want to find and stuff. It's always nice to see those numbers when they do share them yep. in the TWAB and stuff. So I, I hope they share, you know, they don't have to share everything they find, but hopefully they're relatively transparent with the, uh, at least the most important statistics. But um, Robbie, did you get a chance to jump in there at all? Or do you have any thoughts on this situation? Well, no, I I did not jump in. And I, I feel like I've been doing this sometimes when, when they try things like this. And I agree with Rob that like doing it during GM, first GM week was like a, a big mistake because obviously also, you know, they had palindrome during this GM right. week. So so it like for a lot of people and we'll we'll get into the farming of the palindromes again. But for a lot of people, that's going to be like priority number one for the yep. week. Right, so so just you put yourself as a, at a disadvantage right there, uh, but at the same time, like I don't need pinnacles anymore, even even on my on my mule character that just carries my stuff around. So <laughs> you call it so, your mule character? Yeah, he's well. <laughs> it's just if if I call it a Sherpa, it, it feels like oh, it's a good character that Sherpas people, but it doesn't really. It just carries my stuff, right? Right. So You're so instead of Sherpa, I need to refer to to the Titan as the mule character. Um, (laughs) but I did basically think about it and and I just went with the, yeah, I don't want to contribute to any statistics of people coming back into it. Uh, the changes I heard about them, I saw them in videos. I wasn't interested. I don't think it changes it enough for me. I think they've tried different things though. Like, cause, cause like yeah you can say new maps and honestly like i i I feel i said that like at the beginning of this expansion but if they would have not changed anything in gambit and just put like a couple new mac maps people would have been more interested would it have solved anything probably not in the long term but it would have brought people back more than the changes that they implemented just by having new maps uh, so that that's a thing, yeah. And changing, like like Rob said, some core fundamental things about the game mode would also, you know, increase interest. And the other thing that I would see is like, well, give some rewards, but they already had, right? Like the the season where they had the bottom dollar and everybody was going crazy about it. Yeah, people played it. They didn't enjoy it, and they voiced it like, you know, very strongly. Also, the the perk pool being so huge on on both Gambit and Crucible playlist weapons is it's a thing that puts off a lot of people because it's like yeah you're gonna get one uh, but it might be trash most of the time right it's really hard to get like a really really good roll or a roll that you're going after and I feel like that kind of works for Crucible because Crucible has more people playing it more so. 
you know, you, you stay in the playlist longer, you eventually might get something that, you know, satisfies whatever you were looking for in that playlist-specific weapon. But in Gambit, the matches are longer, uh, the rewards don't seem consistent, because sometimes even with running, like, uh, Gambit Prosperity on my Ghost, like, you win a game and, and you get no rewards, or you get something that isn't, like, Gambit-specific. And yeah, now they have the focusing and, and and whatever. But it like at least while I was doing my pinnacles, I did focus a bunch of servant leaders, and it was like super expensive. I know they changed that afterwards, but still, like the the problem with that is that it it's treating it kind of like trials and other things in the way that like you get one engram to focus every rank up. And at the beginning, it's easy because you rank up like five ranks like quite quickly. But right. as you get higher and higher, it takes longer and longer to get another engram. So it's, it doesn't feel like how... And it's happening the same with, with Banshee, for example, right now. Where like before you get an engram from Banshee every so often. But now, because it's rank ups, yeah, same thing. You know, first ranks go by really quickly. And then at the end, you're like destroying and destroying weapons for like a week and a half until you get another engram. So it kind of feels terrible. I, I hope they look into that to make it a bit more consistent because it, I, don't, I don't feel like it works the same. You know, you should get these rewards more often because, you know, who cares? Is Banshee giving you some random weapon? It's not like an adept or something super specific, or, or like a trials weapon that people are kind of looking for. It's just like a random thing. So I feel like it should be easier to get, and same for the Gambit focusing thing. You make it easier to get these engrams. It, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Okay. So I just didn't go into it. I don't want to contribute to those stats, because in the end, that's, that's the whole point. Like, I'm not interested. And yeah. I looked into what they did, and I'm still not interested. And so even if it is, you know, like 5% better than it was last week, or actually probably like 400% better than it was like two weeks ago before they fixed Ariana's bow and all the other crazy weapons, it's still right. nothing for me there. So, so yeah, I, I yeah. just like, you know, just on principle, skipped it. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, you know, especially on a week like this, you only have a you know, select amount of time for destiny and, you know, you want to spend it the way you want to do it because it's a video game and you want to be here and you want to spend it, you know, in a way that you're going to have fun. So, you know, I'm proud of you. I feel like a lot of destiny players force themselves to play stuff that they don't enjoy for no reason. And I don't quite understand that, but, but yeah, you know, if it's not fun, don't play it. So, And I, I feel like I, it happened to me these past couple of weeks with like trials, right? Because I'm not the best PvP player at all. I'm like pretty average, if anything. Um, so like sometimes you do get frustrated because obviously everybody wants the reward. But I feel like even on trials, I do have fun, you know? Uh, even if we're getting our ass kicked here and there. So it's it's a different experience for me. And yeah, you're right. Like the game is so vast that it, there's no point in just doing things that you clearly do not enjoy absolutely yeah so i'm trying to think from a like general gameplay loop perspective like when you're in the match and you're playing gambit i don't know at least for me personally what would make it fun like i don't know what would compel me to play it besides like robbie like you said like if there was better loot drops and stuff like that if there was better engram focusing if if that was better, maybe I'd jump in, but I, I'd want to have fun. I don't know what would make Gambit fun. 
do you guys have any ideas like what for what what change personally do you want to see if you have any ideas and you don't have to like obviously you know we're not the game devs but yeah yeah you know for sure because i feel this is like different than a lot of things i've seen before but um and this maybe i'm biased because it was like the first like real mmo that i got into but it was the first mmo where i experienced what pvpve was you know because before other games that i would play had like pve and pvp but no pvpve and this game it was called aeon it was like a korean game like back in the day uh now they jumped into aeon classic i think they're doing but it's not the same company but if anybody wants to try it out, the, the, you know, the, the options there. But it was like huge game. I really loved it. And it had like this PvPVE mode, which was like a ship, right? So you start and there's like basically two lanes and, and rooms that you had, kind of have to go through. So like a little boss and then a bigger boss and then a big, like whatever, things like that. So you wanted to go to the last, last, last boss, which was like a shared room. So whoever killed that last guy wins. But in between there would be like connecting passages. So like at certain points, if you were faster than the other team, you would be able to go to their side, like send one of your guys to their side to try to mess with them, you know, mm. to try to s- slow them down from killing their boss so that your team, like with now with like less people, would try to make it faster. And it was really fun because at the end, like if both teams were really good, like it would be like a giant battle at the end of like trying to fight like the other team while the boss is trying to like just destroy all of you at the same time. And I feel like it was very, I don't know. There was like satisfaction to be had just by also because the way they did it was that you could only access it. Like I think certain days of the week, kind of like trials, but the rewards were only like, um, you couldn't farm this. You you had like a few chances a week, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you can go in there in that into that like special ship, and, and because the the boss would drop like really cool stuff, and he would be kind of like on a rotation, so it wasn't the same guy, and and get different things that people really want, like end game stuff. You know, I remember there was like this hat that I wanted for my, I think I was a cleric, and it would only drop from him. You know, so I had to wait for the right time where he's in the ship and, and like beat the other guys. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so just I, for the fact that it was like not forcing you to like, oh, I need to farm this like all week until I get it. No, it was just like, oh, you get a chance. Oh, it missed out. Okay, fine. Move on with your life. Do whatever else you wanted to do this week and then come back next week. Right. And I feel like that was like way better in that kind of mode, at least for me at the time. I don't know if that would make it better here, but I do believe some sort of that thing because I was thinking about it later and I mentioned before that like I wish Gambit would come back once a month. And I feel like maybe that opinion came from my experience there, even if I didn't connect it before, you know, in my head. Um, mm-hmm. So just the fact that like maybe like like on trials they did guaranteed memento for the first flawless of the week uh after fixing it not dropping at all so if if you would have like a super hard like like let's call it that like a really hard difficult version of gambit but you could only play you know let's say three times a week per character like kind of like pinnacles are yeah and you needed to win and that win on one of them would guarantee you your drop and that's it maybe you get it on your first and you're done 
right? Or maybe you still have to do all nine. But I feel like that would make people go into it, kind of enjoy it, go into it with like a different mindset of like, I want to do this. I want to get the, you know, the carrot on the stick. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. You, you forget about it. There's no more gambit. That's it. Um, I don't know if that would solve it, but that would be like how it would solve it for me personally. Okay. So okay. Just, awesome. just to put it out there. Yeah. Awesome. So, so slightly higher difficulty and for lack of a better term, like a sense of exclusivity or like time gatiness, like that, that trials has. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Cool. Rob, what about you? Have you had a chance to consider this? What, what would make Gambit like fun to play? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like Robbie's ideas of having it be somewhat of a more exclusive game mode. Um, mm -hmm. I think getting I, I, I if you do that, then you have to get rid of like the the I would say a lot of the. Stuff that we've we've kind of come like like the title would be obviously like reworked um, and I think. I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like we wouldn't have the uh the the gambit skin for the shot like the seasonal weapon and all that. Like I think you'd you'd have to get rid of all of that. Um I I think it's tough. I mean it's a tough I, question. Know, it's cuz it's, it's like I I really want to like gambit. I it's I've always kind of had a soft spot like when when it was like released like the week or two before forsaken for everybody for like of like half a weekend. Um, I was like, wow, this is because that was also like, we were coming out of like the, the, the dark side of, of D 2s launch. And, you know, we had nothing but like forsaken to look forward to with, with all of the changes that were coming and like all this anticipation and all the, the new middle tree subclasses they were adding. And then it's like, Oh, and we're getting this PVE VP activity that we've never, ever had before in destiny. And it was so cool and such a neat concept. And it was like, well, obviously it's only going to get better. Like if they introduced this and it was, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't without its flaws from day one. And that was pretty obvious. Uh, but it was like, oh, it's, it's going to get better. And like when Gambit Prime came out, I was excited for that. Cause it's like, oh, they, 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 they were saying like, we've looked at all the kind of different ways people play and we've turned it into four different kind of classes or character builds that you would do there there's like you know the 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 reaper and the the invader and kind of those roles and really like gambit felt like it was getting into its groove and like yeah again it had its flaws but it was still it was still neat to see iterations and designs on that and i think that's that's my problem is gambit's been really stale um, like fundamentally for a very long time, like when they when they took Gambit Prime and kind of merged it in with uh, vanilla Gambit, we'll call um, it just kind of felt like vanilla Gambit with some changes to it. But they haven't really iterated on that in some like substantial or fantastical way, even if it's not good, just having it feel different than kind of the fundamental way that it plays now. Um, and, and at like when, when the, when the kind of the roles, if you will, came out where you had like the Reaper and the, I, I, I remember Reaper cause that's what I played the most, but there was like Defender, um, and like the Dunker and then the Invader yeah. and things like that. And like having, like ha trying to actually have 
class builds and like set armor bonuses. Like I used to play Diablo quite a bit, and the idea of having like an armor set that gave you some bonus for having a completed set that was such a cool thing that they introduced in Season of the Drifter. That was like it made me feel like it was a it was a direction that we were heading with the game and that they were using Gambit as like the jumping off point for that. Like that felt so neat to me as something that they were going to implement and iterate on. And, and then they kind of abandoned it after Gambit prime. And I don't know why, because it seemed to have like, people liked it. I, I really enjoyed playing around with like the, the Reaper set and trying to like optimize like strategies. And like, as I really liked playing that role, I think a lot of people did. Cause it was, it was like easy to sort of identify what that role was. I also like the green, the green kind of shaders to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that's why I was kind of excited about Gambit Labs is like, oh, they're trying to like change things up. This doesn't feel like a substantial change in the same way that like Gambit Prime was like, we're going to completely make you think of and reevaluate the way you play Gambit. Like, this isn't really that. Like, Robbie, you were kind of mentioning before the show started that like stacked teams can do this thing where they put 24 moats in and then everyone goes and collects 15 moats. And as soon as like the invader comes or, or as soon as like the other team dunks a bunch, then you just go and dunk your 60 moats. And now before you know it, you're at 84. And so it's like, there's still fundamental problems with like how Gambit is played and how it can be exploited despite all of these like changes and ideas. And that's where it's like, you need to go back to the drawing board. And I think like start reevaluating like, Hey, maybe Gambit prime wasn't so bad. And maybe there was parts of it that could be sort of iterated on and do something you know, have have some new version of that. So that's where I would really like to see, like if Gambit is going to be here to stay. So I, so the TLDR is I either like Robbie's idea where you have it almost be like Iron Banner or Trials where it's like once a week uh, or once a month or something like that for the whole week. Let people kind of get it out of their system, have some fun with it. Okay, you know, it's Gambit. It's going to have some problems. Have some pinnacle rewards be really, really kind of chased after have some cool like weapons and stuff. Um, but then so either do that or if they're if they're going to heavily invest into Gambit to try to make it one of the quote unquote core playlists, then you just got to like start shaking things up again and really dive into like, what do you want Gambit to be? Do you want it to be played as much as like cr- as Crucible and Strikes? And if so, I don't think I don't think just tweaking one variable once in a while is enough like you really got to change things up for it just because it's it's so stale right now that it's it's not gonna this isn't sustaining yeah and and new maps so that's please please desperately you've you've inspired me though i i'm going to be a brave person and i know people want to burn me at the stake for this but i i've always liked gambit prime i liked when it released and I, I yeah. love the idea of everyone having distinct roles. I, I was not a fan of the reckoning part of it where you have to grind out a ridiculous yeah. number of armor pieces and stuff like that. But all right, so here's my idea. And I, not everyone will agree, but my dream idea for Gambit would be I would combine both of your ideas. I would say, number one, I think it should be every weekend. It'll be like a weekend thing like Trials. Number two, I think it should be Gambit Prime, but instead of having everyone have to like grind out for armor sets and stuff like that with Reckoning, or maybe you could do it, but but don't have the Reckoning system because I think that was nightmarish. I think 
it because this is what I anticipated it being when they first announced it was it would function kind of like Overwatch. I think how like Overwatch works right now is you like pick like offense tank or like support class and then you select a character from that that role. I thought everyone picked a role and right. like at the beginning of the match and then like oh you're set for that you know match or that role for the rest of the match. Um, I would like to see something like that, you know, where you actually, where you get to select a role and run with that. However that works. I don't know how the selecting system would work, but I would, I would want everyone to like be able to have all the perks and stuff like that, regardless of how many armor pieces they have. And they get to select a role and they have that for the rest of the match. I think that would be a lot of fun. I really liked the idea of the Reaper, Invader, Collector, Sentry, stuff like that. I thought they were all interesting. And I think that would shake up the game. Um, for sure. It could, I mean, even normal Gambit could exist alongside it, maybe. I don't know. But right. I would love to see those roles come back, and I would love to see it be like a weekend event sort of thing would be would be really cool. So, um, so I, I, I apologize, thing, Robbie. Do you have any idea what we're talking about, Robbie, with, with Gambit yeah, Prime? Yeah, I do, I do. I, I've watched okay. videos of it. Okay. One, cool. thing, one thing I want to add, and uh, that you both mentioned now, was like the roles and all that stuff sounds cool. And I feel like in a way when you play with stack teams, for example, the few times that we actually try to, you know, to help like a friend with their seal or whatever they were doing. So like, let's say if I was just invading, right? I, I'm not collecting modes. And maybe I'm collecting five at the first time. And then I'm sticking in like near the center, shooting things from afar, uh, killing their taken and then invading as soon as I can and always grabbing heavy. So right. that was kind of like a role because like after the first few five modes, I was not grabbing modes anymore. I was trying to help make modes and trying to stay on top of the of, of their taking and, and on top of invading and all that stuff. So I felt like that was kind of like if, if people were playing things, you would have like one guy collecting, a couple of guys killing stuff, you know, you will have the one guy who's always looking for the invader who usually doesn't have any modes. Like there were certain roles that you could have like if you were trying to play the game efficiently. But like a lot of times what happened to us and what happened to me, and I think what still happens and that shouldn't happen because they know that this is not right. And they know because they said it this week for for Iron Banner, we're going to get rid of the ability uh, bounty because that's the one that takes the longest for people. And there's not much time. There's only two weeks left. So we're going to get rid of it, right? So they know, but still they force you on gambit to go and do stupid things like like they force you to not <laughs> yeah. play efficiently they right. force you to use subclasses that you don't want to use they force you to use weapons that you don't want to use they force you to grab five modes so that you can do your bounty of like 5 10 and 15 when ideally you don't want to maybe grab five modes right or or whatever the game calls for so they literally force you with these bounties to not play efficiently so that would be like another big change that I would do. Get rid of all those crazy bounties. Just make it like kills or, yep. or, or you know, like so something easier, something achievable, something like, like if you're going to do like ability kills, make it all ability kills regardless of subclasses. You know, that's yep. already an improvement. Things like that. Just stop trying to make people do things that is basically impacting dirt, especially if you're playing with randoms, right? Because right. I'm going in there and just doing my bounties because I want my pinnacle and my bounties to get my bright dust at the end of the eight weekly bounties. That's all I care for. And right. I'm hurting my team, right? Yep. I'm not being like an asset for my team. I'm just being in completely selfish about my own bounties. I don't care if I win or lose. So I feel like that is also like one big change that I would make that would help the game a lot. 
just people playing the game in a way that was efficient for winning, not efficient for doing them stupid bounties. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. You, you could take all of those and just do get precision kills, get kills with primary weapons, get kills with specials, get kills with abilities, use your super a bunch of times. Like a lot of the ones they do for like PVP are are pretty like generic where it's like you you inevitably kind of like passively complete them, like defeat warlocks. Like you eventually will come across enough warlocks in PVP that you'll get that bounty completed, but you don't have to go out of your way to get it done. And I, I fundamentally agree with you. It's really like you can tell when there's those people that are doing their three matches for their eight bounties and then they're just going to get the hell out of there and it's like they're they're playing super dumb very selfishly and it's like and that like there's like YouTubers that make videos of like I think it's like Fallout plays he's like I played 50 games of Gambit so you don't have to or something and like he shows people that are just sitting there with like 13 motes and like Drifters like dunk and you'll you'll summon the primeval and they're still going to get two more probably because they're trying to complete a bounty and it's like you you could have summoned your primeval it's like it's infuriating to watch those because it's like how do why do some people play that way but it's like because they hate the game mode and they just want to get their pinnacle and get right. out of there and it's at like that point it's like either you do it this game and do your 15 and get done with the bounty that is more important to him than winning right because if he wins and doesn't do the 15 he has to play yet another game right you know so why yeah so it's like there's just it's so again we're not devs but it's like it's so blatantly obvious like these anecdotal stories are what are what plague and i would say genuinely like kind of ruin the experience of gambit and it makes it difficult to want to go back week in and week out or even play more than like five or six matches at a time because it's just like like you know and so so you're either encouraged to play like with a stacked team uh or you just get your three pin or your pinnacles and then get out it's like there's no there's no like i don't i don't feel like you can just jump in because that's i i'm still one of those guys fundamentally where it's like sometimes i can't think of anything better to do so i'll just run strikes for a while because i'm like yeah i need to get some bounties done yeah i need to like start working towards my my um skin for the shotgun like i'm just gonna run strikes for a while and like kind of shut my brain off and i have a good time doing that i do not have a good time doing that in gambit because it's like it's such a a painful slog to to do that and that that's why it's like i don't think it'll ever be a core playlist the way it's designed yeah that's true well unless like a fundamental shift right from the bottom up is, is made i suppose all right so Let's switch topics now that we've made like a whole patch note list of things we want to see change in Gambit. Um, <laughs> let's transition to Grandmaster Nightfalls. So, uh, what, what did we get this week? We got Birthplace of the Vile. Was that was that this week you as know, well? Scar- Scarlet Keep is the 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 kind of set one, um, but with the, with this season they they made it so that if you have the the Conqueror title. Or that you you've you've earned it in the past. You can play you all of them. All, you've got all oh, of them yes, up yes. to you, at least once. Whoever whoever's the fire team lead, if you haven't completed the other five yet, then you can do them this week. Um, but you can play Scarlet Keep any number of times that you want. You can still get however many rewards, and the rewards for this week are set across the entire GMs. So it just so happens that Palindrome and Plug One, which, you know, Fusion's are pretty hot right now as well, um, 
are the rewards. So a lot of people are playing GMs. And in fact, you'll see a lot of people who want to run the arms dealer, uh, which is, I believe, going to be the strike next week as like the set, the set one. And then, you know, you can still do the other ones that you haven't completed. Um, but people are trying to find other people who haven't completed arms dealer this week so that they can get a essentially free run because arms dealer is probably one of the easier GMs um, mainly because it's been around for so long and people can just kind of run it like the back of their hand, but you can also like melt the boss instantly. So you don't have to do like the final sequence. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the trick is people are like, Oh, I'll make you fire team lead. If you haven't done arms dealer and we'll do arms dealer. Cause people are trying to farm for pallies and, and plug ones. Um, but yeah, so all of them are available if you've gotten a Conqueror title in the past. Gotcha. And so Birthplace and the Violin Light Blade are the two new Witch Queen GMs. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. So have either of you guys played either of the new ones, Birthplace I, or Light Blade? I've heard Light Blade is very difficult because yep. of the arc burn. Yes, and the uh ery that is the Lucent. Um, they will hawk uh suppressor grenades that are pretty pretty devastating mm-hmm. and there are reports of a single shield throw knocking out an entire team in like one one throw um <laughs> because it'll it bounce off of every surface and it's pretty devastating so i played lightblade once and we I, I was just like an LFG group because I was like, yeah, I, I you know it's I, I anticipate it being hard and I kind of assumed that it was gonna be hard. I even remember playing the first the first time i ran through it i'm like this is gonna suck as a gm like i could just kind of feel certain sequences i'm like this is gonna be terrible um so i was like you just got to start playing it start kind of practicing the rooms and kind of running through it and like we didn't even get past the first room like one guy kept like because the light blade he will shoot these arc projectiles from across the arena and it's like and they just hit you like midair all constantly and it's frustrating and it's uh uh, so I like one guy just rage quit after like two or three deaths. And I was like, OK, this is not going to happen right now. Like this is <laughs> this is not one of those that you can probably easily pick up with an LFG group. Like you need to have mics. You need to have comms. You need to be able to coordinate and, and make sure you're you're playing smart. Um, but I, from what I understand, it's not the hardest one. Um, there was one like the Garden World that I guess is is, oh, yes. is considered to be the hardest GM at like ever. Um, Really? Like across the entire that's that's what it, i believe it's garden world the one with the hydra boss at the end yeah, um, yeah the one yeah. that revolves around because there's literally no cover uh for that entire gm so for the <laughs> for the final for the final bite boss at least with this there's cover you can kind of run around the the perimeter um the videos that i've seen of people completing it it doesn't look like the worst thing in the world it just looks like it requires a lot of uh coordination and then birthplace i haven't touched um but i heard it's not that bad it just the the boss room can get a little hairy but as long as you're keeping on ad control it's pretty manageable from what i understand yeah i've only even played that strike like once normally but i remember it not being i i can't anticipate i would not anticipate that being very insane so that's good to hear robbie did you get a chance to play light blade or anything no unfortunately this week was kind of busy for me like irl Oh yeah, and, me too. <laughs> yeah, and then so the the time I had um, to play, I, I spent with like friends uh, doing things that that my friends would do. As so a lot of those As times were were not like GMs, uh, which which was fun actually. Like it, it was because I still feel like it's this like 
decompression time of like all the grind from the new expansion. So I'm just I'm just like you know having fun with the game right now instead of trying to stress myself out again, uh, trying to chase like the conqueror seal in the first week, which I think still think that is like a good idea. Like uh, I'm glad that they did it because it was kind of sad that you would guild it and it would be there gilded for two weeks and then it right. would disappear. So so I feel like this is a good change. Uh, I just feel that having palindrome on the first week is never a good idea. Like nope. stop doing that, please. And uh, yeah, for everybody, like everybody that that asked me, which was like a lot of people to play GMs with them, was mm. always only for the arms dealer, which was maybe also one of the other contributing factors of why I was like, yeah, maybe I'll stay away from GMs for this week. Because personally, I don't like I do have like two good palindromes that I already love one for PvE, one for PvP. But I, mm. I never almost never touch mine for PvE. Just because I, I feel like I have better options for for her PVE hand cannons and better options for void hand cannons, uh, for void weapons in general. Sorry. Yeah. So the the fact that he's got like the vanguard uh, trait on it doesn't really appeal to me as much. Like obviously, if it was like a trials weapon, you know, I feel like oh well, maybe I go for it because I do want like the the PVP trait on it, but but I I don't so. And yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just like feeling like oh, too many people asking just about arms dealer. Like, yeah, I I I don't want to farm arms dealer. I feel like we've done that, you know. And it's always gotta be arms dealer and the palindrome. Maybe maybe that's why I, I'm just having like PTSD about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I I did watch uh, a friend that I keep asking to be on the podcast, by the way, but he's too shy. Uh, but he oh, does like man. the whole solo flawless GMs and all that stuff. Oh, cool. So I did watch it, and Light Blade took him like a couple days compared to the other ones, and like he was getting consistently to the boss room in like twenty five minutes. Like wow. the way there wasn't like too problematic, but the the boss room is so glitchy. Like after watching, he even put out a whole video of like deaths. You know, <laughs> not only that, the whole nice run where where he cleared it, but like the the crazy deaths. So. The, the knights spawn in, in kind of different places. It's not like set, like other GMs, where you know where they're going to be, so you can position yourself accordingly oh, okay. and try to be prepared. This one's kind of spawn according to where you are. But then the problem that was happening was that like the boss was supposed to go back to the middle, but he wouldn't. He would spawn like, uh, since the knight was going to spawn there, he would either spawn on top of a knight or on top of you. Or, or like he would just teleport randomly, <laughs> and the fact that he shoots that like uh, that he's got this arc thing that he does with his hand, right? And the funny thing is that it it is kind of you know telegraphed in the way that you can know that he's gonna do it because he raises his arm, but I don't feel that it's on the way they did it that he can literally be looking you know, 180 degrees the other way yep. and then still shoot backwards or shoot sideways or shoot whatever, wherever you are. So I, I don't think that's right. I think they should be able to shoot like in front of them and, and you, you should be able to kind of like rotate and find cover or things. But like the fact that he can just shoot like literally through his body just so that he can hit you. On, on, if you're standing on his back left, you know, and he's shooting with his right hand, he can literally shoot through his body backwards and hit you. It, it, that, yeah, they should fix that. I don't think that's fair. Um, 
like it's not gonna make it any easier or harder it's just not gonna be so frustrating uh, and again it wasn't me playing it but like just me being like a friend and watching and just trying to support <laughs> my friend trying to get through it uh it, it was fun to be involved and also because like i was able to watch while i wasn't home so you know since i was waiting and doing some other things that that allowed me to be like you know there watching so so that was like my my way of of, of uh, interacting with gms this week yeah that's cool i mean they always wanted it to be watchable I remember when they oh, yeah. first announced GMs, they were like, oh, this is going to be like an eSport. And I'm like, all right. No. no sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's, there's no shortage, and I'm going to put on my I hate GMs hat right now, um, just as a forewarning. Like, this is... Where do I, I get a hat like that? I don't know. I, I, I made it myself, and it, it's just full of rage and seething disdain for GMs, where... <laughs> Like, I don't know. I some of them. There's always like two or three that aren't bad, and then there's always like one or two that are just like, "How did this get through play testing?" Like, this is not interesting. What's interesting though is when you, I guess, when you crush a ghost, you get three revive tokens, which is insane. Uh, instead of just like the normal one that you get for defeating champions, which is kind of, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, some some of the stuff that I've seen with the light blade strike in particular, like it it looks a little buggy and and frustrating. Um, but that's that's also nothing new. Um, and you yeah. you brought up an interesting point, Rob, because I so this week I've done uh, the Scarlet Keep, and we can talk about cheese because that's another fascinating thing. And I've done I did the the arms dealer, uh, and then I also did Glassway. Because I was like, well, let's get one of the rough ones out of the way this week. And and a, a bunch of people wanted to do Glassway, um, which I thought was crazy. But I'm like, okay, let's try it out. And I still think that's one of the harder GMs. But that one is starting to turn into one of my favorites. And I'd never thought I'd say that. Because that that boss room feels, I would say, relatively not predictable, but... Um, cause you can still have the rogue ones come up from like the side of the room. Um, but that one is probably one of the more satisfying when you have it down, when you understand the mechanics and when you feel like you can completely control the entire arena, that's when I yeah. think that's striked. And that's, that's the same for, um, but, what's but, the one but that just, just before you go on the next one, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you that it's a satisfaction to to get through it and know that you can like not die to vibrance every time and stuff. Right. Uh, get the timing down and all that. But I, what I don't like about it is that, first of all, it takes too long to get there and the okay. way there is kind of easy. Yep. But but the second thing I don't like about it is like you have all this open space, right? Like all this crazy arena they built. And the the best way to do it is to literally hide in one little tiny dark yep. room. Yep. So you don't even get to see anything. You're just like in this little tiny room looking at doorways, which is why I kind of don't like it that much. No, and I, I agree with you. And that, uh, so I, what I was going to kind of contrast with that is where I think it does well because it is an open arena is the um, the Proving Grounds GM because that is a completely open arena there's very limited cover and there is one part that you end up kind of hovering back and forth in that little tunnel in the back. Um, but that one feels like another one where if you can control the arena, it's a really satisfying GM to complete. That one also, I would say, does a pretty good job of being 
pretty difficult all the way through, or at least kind of like balanced difficulty all the way through. Whereas like, I agree the GM or the glass way is like not bad, not bad, a little rough in the, the, where you're draining the pool um, uh, here and there. I, I still, the fundamental thing that I hate and it didn't seem to be as problematic, although there was when I was doing the Scarlet Keep more than anything, there is still some some BS one shot stuff. And that's that's what kind of worries me about the light blade is there's a ton of one shot things in there that I'm just like, you, you got to get rid of it. And we've we talked about this when we were playing when the Witch Queen campaign came out where it's like that was difficult content that didn't have shenanigan one shot stuff constantly. And it didn't rely on match game, and it felt really good and satisfying when you completed some of those tasks. This is, this is, it's funny playing the GMs now after playing the campaign on difficulty, and I've done it twice. I've, I've gone through it on Legendary. GMs feel very dated in terms of like how they're designed um, when, when compared to now playing the, the Legendary. And I know it feels weird saying dated when this content's technically only like a year and a half old, these, these GM Nightfalls. But they feel very archaic in the design of just like constant one shot BS killing you. And and like you're talking about with like the light blade shooting through himself to hit you. It's like, how does that even make sense? And it 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 kind of takes you out of it when you're trying to engage with it. And and so it's like just kind of more of that that kind of stuff. And so I don't know. I've I've mixed feelings about the the GMs no, as always. I, I agree with you. I agree with you in like basically everything you said. I feel like they do feel <laughs> a bit dated. That's true. Yeah. Um, that but there's still issues. Like I, I expected the you know the loosened hive and stuff to be like more fair, kind of in like the way the campaign felt, right. and they feel like super OP, which is insane. Right. Um, yeah. That's that's crazy to see, and I don't know if they acknowledge this, so I'm gonna ask you because maybe you're more informed than I am. But I know that a lot of people have been posting videos and kind of uh, you know gathering data about the the crossbow thing one shot. Yeah, and I. It I, seems I, like it's not working right, as far as I can tell. It seems like the one shot thing from the crossbow is, is like probably has to be nerfed. Yeah, the the scorn crossbow, Scotty for. If you're not quite sure, supposedly, like, yeah, supposedly yeah. they're bugged oh and they're they're like doing, and it's like in all content, like I, it feels yeah. like that in, in Gambit, it feels like that just sort of in normal like exploration, uh, it just it seems kind of crazy, like and and buggy, but yeah, I haven't seen any kind of acknowledgement or like there, I don't think there's anything in the patch notes where it's like, hey, we're gonna make these the biggest d bags of all time, uh, get ready to get one shot by them constantly, and that's what's kind of worried me about Birthplace of the Vile. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this oh. GM right now. It's like, if they're just gonna one shot constantly, because that's that that is my more the, what bugs me more than like match game and all the other champion stuff is like what being one shot by stuff from like across the arena. And that was happening to me during the Scarlet Keep is there were some acolytes because I there in a couple places where they had like some sniper type thing and I was getting one shot by stuff. I'm like, what? Why is this? And and it's like so far a, across the arena where it's like I can't even hit them with anything that I've got equipped, but they can just take me out. No problem. That kind of stuff drives me nuts and and is like always going to be the, the biggest thing that I'm going to argue or complain about. I guess whine about. Let's be honest. I'm whining about it. <laughs> and I, I, I did it. I, I will say, and I'll, I'll full, full disclosure admit, um, and I'll also kind of defend myself. Both Scarlet Keep runs that I've done, 
uh, we cheese the final boss at the end, which I hate. Ooh. But every LFG team that I found, like the first team that I did it with, I didn't even know they were going to cheese it. And then they just like rant. So like, for those of you that don't know, I'm, who cares? This will come out after the, the Scarlet Keep GM week is over. Uh, is when the gate comes up with the final boss with Hash Ladoon, you can run behind the gate and there's some piles of bones and you can jump on the bones and then jump on a door and then jump on top and be outside of the arena. And you can constantly shoot and hit things and kind of jump over the wall and slowly kind of pick away at stuff and take out the champions and be basically behind cover. And as long as you have like healing rifts, you're fine. Uh, and it, so it just completely like negates the entire final fight. It ends up taking like 15 minutes because you're jump shotting over everything with bows. But it's pretty guaranteed that you're going to complete the GM. Uh, so like, I didn't know we were doing that until they ran behind the gate. And I'm like, what is happening? And then they jumped up there. I'm like, okay, so I guess we're cheesing it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's like, and then the second time I just, I found a group and they said, like, right at the beginning, like, we're going to cheese it, by the way. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I guess that's, that's fine. Um, so like, that's, that's the other thing too, is I feel like every GM, and we've also kind of talked about this. It's like the, the punchline or solution is to either try to cheese the 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 final boss fight or you've got like the lake of shadows where it's like just immediately nuke him and that's why i it bums me out but the warden of nothing is my favorite strike in the game but it's one of my least favorite gms mainly because it uses all three champions and it has uh like i think elemental shields of every type so it's like i think it's a little too leaning into the match game uh but that final fight you're just encouraged to immediately nuke the boss because you don't actually want to do the mechanics of that fight like trying to hide behind the, the flame cover constantly and that bums me out because it's like it's an interesting mechanic but i've i don't think i've ever really played it because even in normal strikes people just immediately nuke the boss and it's like is that really the intended strategy and so i i'm i hate to admit it i'm finding myself more interested in the gms that force you to actually play the final encounter um, and and learn the mechanics. That's why like the glassway as as tedious as it is. And I think there are way, way, way too many champions in the final. This is by the way, this is the first time I've ever maxed out on revive tokens. I didn't know there was a cap of 20, but we were sitting capped out at on on champion revives like halfway through the final boss fight because we were just so efficient at taking everything out. It's like, wait, why are we being punished with capping out our revive tokens when it's like you're throwing like just countless champions? I, I think that fight is a little overindulgent. I know I'm saying a lot of things right now. It's just like GMs are so they're all over the place in terms of like emotional difficulty. And it's just it's really frustrating <laughs> having played the legendary campaign and coming back to GMs where I'm like, oh, that's right. This is still end game strike content and it's not good right and like actually when you mentioned that you cheated it uh cheesed it i thought that you were gonna talk about the one at the beginning now where you can just keep the whole beginning by jumping on the rocks on the right side like literally just avoid everything just go through the top of the mountain oh really that's a thing yeah yeah oh. that's a thing so, because I know that they said that they fixed a lot of that, and yeah, I was expecting last, previous seasons the the Scarlet Keep even on Master was just like cheesing it on the back of the room, as long as you had one guy up there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but but now, yeah, like also the beginning, you can literally jump on on the map on the right side mountain thing and just go over it and just land down at the at the place before the bridge, 
and and just walk backwards a little bit and boom, you spawn everything in the front without the champion and it still gives you platinum. Seriously? Yeah, so that saves a yeah. lot of time and I've seen that uh, done mostly now as well. Uh, the the one thing also about the, the shields and this and that, like, especially with the arc burn, <clears throat> I, I, I was happy to see things that were not like used for a long time, like making its way back to the meta, at least in PvE, like Nation of Beasts, you know, on our right. hand cannon. And and the Tarantula, which a lot of people just dismiss a lot for being like, you know, worse than other linears. Uh, but just because it's Arc, and I think it's maybe the only one that is Arc. So that's the one you get, if you right. have one, uh, which my, a lot of people might not. And But uh, funny enough, and I feel like this is happening, and just because I, I remember seeing people try Anarchy for a little bit and just quickly realizing that it's not the play anymore. It doesn't do what right. it used to do. But now everybody, including myself during the whole season, I think we've been crutching on Arbalist. Yes. Because fantastic. It, it, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's going in the same direction that the Anarchy was. It's like you just need Arbalist for everything because it's right. anti-barrier, because yep. it breaks every type of shield, because yep. it allows everybody else and yourself to do more kinetic damage after you break the shield. Right. So like, I, I like that Arbalist. It's so good right now. I hate that Arbalist is like the only best option that we get for right. everything. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. It yeah. makes sense. It's, it's like the key to like the puzzle, you know, like the match game and the champions and everything is like, you know, the puzzle game where you have to like have something that lines up with every, you know, potential encounter. And Arbalist is like the master key. And yeah. it's like the only master key that just solves all of those. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. because then you have two linears, so you only need one ammo finder. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, we kind of talked about this last week, and I know there was kind of a surge. There was a couple content creators who were making some, some videos a couple weeks ago, and they, they were using the key analogy also to kind of talk about the, oh, like, really? yeah. So, like, it, it's, yeah, you have, you have the, Bungie's like the strike is the lock and then your loadout is the key. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing and probably butchering the analogy, but essentially it's like it's match game and the champions make make it so that you have to make a key that fits that. And so it, it ultimately and so the argument is like, is it unhealthy for the game because it blocks out build potential um, and and kind of the fundamental idea, because there's been a, a huge surge recently. and We talked about this a while back. Um, probably when I was complaining about match game, is there's been a lot of changes to exotics and a lot of the build crafting, especially with Void 3.0, where you're in court in encouraged encouraged to use like going all in on Void, right? Having like a Void special weapon and a Void heavy weapon, so that way all of the exotics that you use and like the the wells that build that you have and all of that stuff kind of revolves around getting kills constantly with void damage albeit from your weapon or abilities and everything kind of synergizes together that's all really well and good but then the moment that you throw match game in there now you can't use that funnel web or you can't use that palindrome you have to use something else that's got unstoppable in this case maybe it is nation of beasts which i agree i'm glad that we all like you hold on to one of those because it's a good hand cannon and now it's got some utility with arc burn and unstoppable but like that's sort of what ends up happening. And so like your build crafting just goes out the window when you're heavily reliant on now having to, to diversify. And so that's kind of that that lock key analogy that a lot of people are using where it's like, what's the point of having 
this like high level build crafting if you can't even go into like the highest end game content with that build crafting to actually see if your build is at its full potential because you're constantly having to to deviate from that because you need to have something that takes out every shield type and has you know different like you can't use your funnel web build because you have to use something that's got unstoppable and not uh overload because that's what this particular gm requires and so it like it kind of contradicts itself pretty heavily and frustratingly um because yeah they have this kind of key lock situation where you have to use so so yeah all of that to say the punchline is anytime there's anti-barrier there's probably also going to be match game so you're just going to be running arbalist and that that sucks because They've created a problem, and then they've created one solution, and then everyone uses that one solution, because if you're not using it, you're being foolish. Uh, and that's like, what are we doing? Like, this, this, we've had this conversation so many times, but it just keeps coming up, and they haven't proposed anything to, to alter it. And again, that's why I stand by, like, the, the, uh, the legendary campaign did it right, and they didn't rely on match game, and they didn't rely on champions, and it was phenomenal. So, yep, I don't know. We've been saying it since the beginning on this show, but like champions, man, the whole, the whole, you know, idea of, of like, like the whole, the whole thing you were just saying, like restricting you to a certain thing, just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not fun. Yeah. And yeah, it ruins like the, the build crafting, you know, you work so hard to build some, some cool thing and you want to see, you want to test it out against like a big challenge. And then you're like, oh, right. no, sorry, you have to use this specific set of things. And it's like, well, what was the point of that? Yeah, right. So, so yeah, fair point. Uh, Robert, do you have anything else to add? Just, I'm still surprised at the 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 way to go a lot of times. And you know, I I think people yeah will do the void for most characters, but like I still feel that the warlock on Stasis is oh yeah, is so the way to go. Especially those new gloves that you can put oh, yeah. two little turrets, the osmiomancies. Yeah, yep. and then you know, like having your grenade come back when you put down your rift, when you take damage, when everything. So you keep putting down more little turrets, uh, like. Stasis is still so strong on PvE, so yep. yeah, don't, don't sleep on that. I, well, that's for every Nightfall that I've, every GM that I've done, it's Osmiomancy. Doesn't matter what burn it is, I'm just yeah. using Osmiomancy because yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and that and if you look at LFG posts, which is primarily what I use because my my current clan, shout outs to Rory by the way, he wanted me to give him a shout out because he's started listening to the it's a guy in my clan, so and he's like, <laughs> can you give me a shout out in your next podcast? I'm like, yeah, okay. So hi, Rory. Uh, <laughs> A bunch of the guys in my clan aren't GM ready. There's only a couple of a couple of guys in there that that are at this point doing GM. So I've been doing a lot of LFG posts, and like every every LFG post is like they need at least one lock that's using uh, stasis. So yeah, like Osmomancy is just the way to do it, um, and that's that's totally fine. But it's like again, it kind of contributes to that's why the glassway is so manageable. Is like when yeah. I actually because I it took me three tries. And the first two was really stupid because the the guy who was doing the, the actually post, we were doing it legit in the boss room where we were in the room, uh, you know, whether or not you consider that legit because we're just funneling everything through that one little bottleneck. Um, feels like the Battle of Thermopylae. Um, we were doing it legit. <laughs> and then like halfway through, he decided he wanted to go to the cheese spot where there's that little like part of that pillar that you can jump onto where you're like heavily restricted. And I don't know why people think that's a good spot because 
the overloads can immediately blast you with with splash damage like i've never found that to be a viable but yet again like effing cheese people want to just cheese this these these gms and it's like what we were halfway through the fight doing perfectly fine and we would have done it well but then he went and decided to go up there and got himself killed and then so i had to like cast my super to get over there and try to res him and then we just ended up wiping because he he like ruined it but it's like we were doing well we were doing it legit and then for some reason you like had a panic attack and wanted to cheese it and it's like and then that cost us that and so then like the other guy left and blah, blah blah all of that to say so when we i finally did do it it was just three of us running stasis turrets with warlocks so it's like yeah that's the play just freeze everything and you're fine uh yeah. which is maybe another conversation of like yeah maybe stasis is a little op but at least well, it's not that they wanted stasis to be like crowd control and, and right. i feel like it's in a good spot right there i agree because it's it's not substantial it doesn't do high dps right yeah, so that no, is no, no. Yeah. that and that's that's that is probably the good balance to it um and it's it's great that it's not every warlock is expected to just throw down middle tree sun um it's still the same feeling though like before everybody just wanted me to be the the well lock, right right and now i'm just the stasis lock it's yeah but that, i mean that's that's always been something that people have wanted and and that's something that d1 heavily suffered from is that the subclasses didn't really feel like they had identities other than like Titan throws up a bubble and Warlocks can self-res. Uh, and that was kind of it. And at least this, it's like Warlock is sort of meant to be the support class. Either you're like the crazy healer or you're the throwing turrets to kind of slow down and, and do crowd control. So like, at least there is kind of that identity. It sucks that you're always kind of the support class, but it's like, that is kind of it, what feels like the role that Warlock no, is yeah, taking on. Yeah, and actually, I started playing Warlock when I got into the game because I, I've always played support classes. I've always right, played okay. healers. And so, like, for me, it's not bad. Like, I, I enjoy that. You know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not the guy with the most kills, but I'm, I'm the guy who tries to keep you alive. Right. And that's, like, yeah, I enjoy that. It's, it's good. Uh, one thing that I would like to add is, like, and I see this in other games, right? And this is a thing that doesn't happen here, but I think we've talked about the same thing both in Nightfalls and in, in Gumbirth. And it's, like, who's playtesting this stuff, right? Because right. I feel like maybe the way they playtest it is, like, oh, is it fun? Is it working out? Are things spawning where they're supposed to spawn? Like, all these, like, normal things. Right. But like the way that other games do it, and even some games have like PTS, right? Like play test ser uh, servers. So right. like some people can go in there. Like maybe have something like that where you have like some of these people who do the solo thing or like people who are running them like in, in high levels of like easiness and, and have them actually play test it in the way of like, here's this thing, break it, you know? Right. Tell us how you broke it. And then we can figure that out because I feel mm -hmm. like that's not what's happening. I feel like they're just testing it for like, is it kind of how we envisioned it being played how we envisioned it instead of is it working how we envisioned it being played, how you guys are trying to break it all the time, you know? Right. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of this content would like really, really be better if that was like a thing, if you would have to gather a few community members or, or some people, you know, to, to actually try and break everything. Yep. Yeah. Playtesting always has, has been kind of a mystery to me about what goes on behind the scenes. Some of the decisions that are made. I mean, you know, go back to Stasis launch. Like, right. Who is playtesting this game? Is right. anyone playtesting this game? Right. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, hopping on and chatting with me as usual. And thank you out there, audience, for uh, listening. And we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Bye. Ciao. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life. Because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description. 